0: Where we talk about hot dudes and their bodies and their bodies of work. Cheers. Cheers. I'm Rachel. I'm Hannah. And uh We're your hosts. <laughs> we're your hosts. What's up, dude? Oh, you know, just losing my mind. What's up with you? Uh you know, same old stuff. You gonna turn your phone off? Listen, I'm a popular bitch these days. Yeah, we're busy though. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who are you into this week? Well,
1: um, always, now, Sebastian Stan, because uh-huh. it's been made ten times worse. Um, you
0: did that to yourself.
1: I did a little bit. I did do it a little bit to myself, but also, that boy looked me in the eyes, and I, I
0: told myself to look in his eyes, and I looked in his eyes. Um, Alden Ehrenreich. Yep. Do you want to talk about Solo for, like, five minutes? Yes, I will. Solo. It's good. Yeah, it's fine. I like it just fine. Everybody's really cute, baby. You
1: don't like them, but there's a there's one in this though. When I call him a butt chin, but baby butt chin.
0: Yeah, uh, Alden Merrick has that chin. I'm very proud of him. That little cowboy really going places. He shined. He's really good in that movie. I really he, enjoyed watching he him. He was very good. He's got that fair faucet hair that he grew. I believe that that's his real hair. It is. Yeah. In an interview, they asked,
1: they asked him, and he's like, "No, it's my hair." I, so great for however long this movie took to film, he had
0: that hair too. The beautiful Farrah Fawcett hair. Oh, Han. Really cute. Donald mm-hmm. Glover, super cute. With that white cape, though. Pointy sideburns. Chewbacca. Good hair. Amelia Paul Clark. Bettany. Oh yeah, Amelia Clark. She's fine. I don't think I. She's fine. My brother doesn't like her. I'm not sure if I like her like as an actress in general, but she's I like, like fine. I don't know. She's not going to like turn me off a movie or anything. No. Yeah, what a movie. Paul Bettany. Hot. You're so strange. He has Real, like scars. Yeah, everywhere. big weird scars <laughs> on his face. Funny hands, That were maybe. CGI'd.
1: He had no, they, those really? were not makeup.
0: He was just there and they CGI'd. Them. <laughs> I feel like they got, they probably filmed it and at the very, very end, Ron Howard was like, what if he had like something else? And they were like, face scars? <laughs> yeah, that. Uh, cool. I like that. I'm into that. He wears like a funny half cape. Yeah. he's has got of capes. legs. A lot of capes. Oh, very pro capes. So. King of the capes. That's Solo.
1: That, yeah. That that's a review our review of Solo. Um, that's it. It's mainly Substan. Cool. These are so pretty.
0: Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm happy for hey, you. Hannah. Yeah. Who are you into? Well, um, I'm watching a lot of CSI. <laughs> so all those nice kids on CSI. It's been a real regressive month where I'm just watching things I liked in high school. So that's weird um my tastes have changed it's true but not that much um that's about it
1: that's the de- that should be i know we title our episodes who we're talking about yeah but that should be the real title is our tastes have changed but not that much
0: yeah i mean because that applies to both of us <laughs> the, i mean it's the same right it takes time for things to move and change and whatnot but, like, yeah, watching CSI, like, when I was in high school, I was, like, super into Eric Amanda. And now that I've watched, like, a solid two seasons of that show, I'm like, yeah, I see what I really liked about him. That boy's <laughs> cute. Uh, it never mm-hmm. changes, you know. I'm just excited because the covenant is coming <laughs> to Yeah, man, great film. Sexy
1: witch boys.
0: Oh, boy, them sexy witches. Sexy
1: witch boys who don't know their sexuality.
0: That's a real move out gay witches.
1: The guy's not Harry. What does this guy say about Harry Potter?
0: I don't know. He says some stupid fucking Harry
1: Potter joke.
0: Uh, that movie's not good, but but it is. But it is. But it's a masterpiece.
1: Um, I'll just because I don't want to. You've already heard the whole story. But that's my favorite thing that happened to me when I met Sebastian Stan was because he knew who I was. He looked me dead in my face and like said my name. So when I tried to get him to sign the covenant, he looked at who was asking and went. No. And aggressively shoved the DVD onto
0: the table. I would just like to make a little addendum to that story where when Rachel told it to me in detail, she was like, can you believe it? It was awful. And I was like, this is what she wanted. I didn't say, no. You liked it. I didn't say awful. I said I was embarrassed Uh because I was. You asked for it. And we're all happy for your success. Cheers. You did it. I did it. Yeah. Ah. So this week... We were talking about Michael uh, B. Jordan. Oh, did I uh, I was. Yeah, yeah, it's fine, though. Oh, I'm so sorry. The one gonna, episode we're not editing at all. I was just
1: going to make a again. bunch of references, pretending it was Chris Evans, and then be like, no, it's Michael B. Jordan, because they have, like,
0: oh. very similar careers. <laughs> well, they were both a human torch.
1: Went from a fire boy into a very successful Marvel career.
0: <laughs> well, one more <laughs> than the other. Yeah.
1: <laughs> But Killmonger oh, is... But I
0: say that because he is only in that one movie and will only be in that one movie where Chris Evans got, like, a bunch of We don't of know that.
1: Yeah, we do. We don't the, We don't know how far they're going to take Thanos' snaps back.
0: Oh, my God. What if they took them all the way back? We so, got like,
1: to 1940s, do... we went back to yeah, Captain America. Yeah, and they America were like, First Howard Avenger. Stark, not
0: murdered.
1: <laughs> Bucky's like, I didn't kill anybody. But Ew. he's dead and he's 101 years old.
0: Oh, my God. Bucky Barnes like, I married Doc. I would be really, really tickled by like we're gonna go back so far. We're just gonna do Iron Man One again. We're just rebooting the Marvel Cinematic Universe, re-releasing them. Jeff Bridges is back. (laughs) It's a non-stop cycle. For every ten years, you just get the same movies over and over. And we we would all go. That's the problem. I would watch a re-release of Iron Man One. Yeah, like if you were like we're gonna
1: re-release all the Marvel movies, we'd be like into it.
0: Fine, going. No new Marvel movies. Skip (laughs) Incredible. Or you, you, or you like, remake, remake that it one, with but Mark with Ruff- Mark- <laughs> would that movie work with Mark Ruffalo? I don't know. I've never seen it. Oh, because when I
1: rewatched it, everyone went, "You don't have to watch that." And then when William Hurt well, showed up, and everyone was like, "No, but you, you probably shouldn't know." <laughs> like William Hurt was in Incredible. I was like, "I get it. He's Betty Ross's dad. Like,
0: yeah, that's fine."
1: Understood.
0: I yeah, didn't need
1: the context for that.
0: Tim Roth is the villain in the Incredible <gasps> Hulk.
1: I have been lied
0: to. No one told me that. Well, I guess people don't know you like I do. Tim Roth. But you know Tim... who I love? Tim Roth. Well, everybody loves Tim Roth, but he's the bad guy. He's the abomination. Or I found whatever. a notebook the
1: other day where I just had written Tim Roth's name, and I don't know why it's in there.
0: Because he's great, and you love him. But that it was, was like the list
1: was like great because it was ah. Uh,
0: was it just a list of boys and he was on it? Or was it yeah, just like a it single page written?
1: Tim Roth. <laughs> no, it was a list of boys. But it was okay. like a weird, weird grouping of boys. And on this one side was like Denzel Washington's Stan, Seb Stan, Tim Roth. And I was like, where was my brain at? Interesting. My mom's, mine, mine and Hannah's. <laughs>
0: I was like, <laughs> what is going on yeah. on this
1: list?
0: Lovely Tim Roth. My greatest memory from The Incredible Hulk starring Ed Norton. <laughs> is that it is okay, but there was a scene where Tim Roth, who is like 45 or whatever, gets beaten up real bad, and he's like, I'm fine, I'm going to keep going, and they're like, Tim, you're old. And then he ends up doing some Hulk shit. And that's not great. But the Tim Roth part, good. So, you know, if you're into it. I'm into Tim Roth, so maybe I will watch
1: The Incredible Hulk, finally.
0: I don't think it's a waste of your time. It's just like, because Ed Norton is no longer a thing, and they haven't brought back any of those other actors except for William Hurt. And even so, that feels pretty separate in a, in well, a way. Well, I mean, like, Jennifer
1: Connelly can come back because her husband's in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which so is like, bring her back.
0: That's true.
1: Because that is so cute. Did you know, I was watching solo interviews,
0: this is why I know that Oh yeah, Jennifer Connelly and Paul Bettany are married. Are married
1: but Paul Paul Be- like someone was like, who married someone they were a fan of? And Paul Bettany was like in love with her because of Labyrinth. And then married her, and I was like, Paul Bettany is living my dream life, he's in a Marvel movie, he's in a Star Wars movie, Uh, and he married someone he's a fan of. Paul Bettany has my dream. Here's a
0: a story of an interview I read with him. At the very end of the interview, the interviewer asked, so how good are you at tennis? And he said, I'm really bad at tennis. I learned to play tennis for Wimbledon. I was like, yeah, because of Wimbledon? Yep. Someone's a, a big
1: Wimbledon fan.
0: It's me. I'm a big Wimbledon fan. i also... Diet Coke. I, know. I just so no know wonders.
1: Go ahead. Continue.
0: Anyway, I so he's like, I'm not good at tennis. I learned and then was like, fuck tennis. I'm done. But I play now with a gin and tonic in my hand. And I was like, Paul, hell yeah. With my type of guy. With colored
1: glasses.
0: Yeah, what's up? He only wears colored glasses. I don't know. Does he
1: need them to see? Or is he just like, I'm Stop. Bono? Like I don't know. What is Paul Bettany's deal?
0: Don't know. <sighs> Paul
1: Bettany. Guys, this is not about Paul
0: Bettany. No, it is not. We'll talk about and him some dis- other time.
1: Disclaimer for us. Michael Shannon is in the movie we watched. And Hannah and I love Michael Shannon. Yeah. So if we talk about Michael Shannon. Is not a disservice to
0: Michael B. Jordan. I mean, it might be a disservice, but it's not because we don't love him a lot.
1: It's just that they're both sexy.
0: And Michael Shannon did a lot of, like, weird whispering. I want to
1: sleep with my adopted son shit.
0: Yeah. We'll get to that. It was, <laughs> ah, not it was a good a... film. And... Anyway. I also just want to say, I know we promised we'd talk about Creed, but that movie is really long. And we were really busy this week.
1: Yeah, and the app I use, like, with my TVs, they're hooked up to my Amazon Prime, which is on my aunt's credit card. Wow. Uh, so I was like, I'm not going to rent it on Amazon. Let me just rent it on Voodoo. And then on Voodoo, it's like, you can buy for $15. I'm like, I'm not going to uh, buy Creed.
0: And I mean, then I maybe you to, would like, if you really, maybe you'd really like it. And you but don't I don't want to you
1: know how many movies that I have bought because I was like, this is the option. And I like, have, I, okay, I know I love this movie, so this is a bad example. But like, I bought the bronze and have yet to watch the bronze on my Voodoo. It oh. just sits there looking at me.
0: I've never watched it, so let's do it sometime. We can watch it. But... B. Jordan. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so sorry to interrupt. I was going to say something else, but it's gone, so let's talk about him. Let's talk let's about nice Michael B. Jordan.
1: Film-ography.
0: Let's do it. So he's a nice little California boy. Oh, same. Where? Santa Ana, I think oh, is fair. what Wikipedia said. Uh, He's got that nice, good face. Beautiful smile. He's a bro. He's a bro. He loves anime. That is the f- greatest. that uh, you it's know nice. there's like it's some. It's nice to see. It makes me feel good.
1: I like his because it's like sometimes when you recognize in an actor like something it gets like weird. Not like weird in the sense it's like it becomes like a joke basically.
0: Are you saying it's not a joke that he no. likes anime? Because it is. <laughs> no, no,
1: no, 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 no. I'm saying like, okay, I'm sorry I just came from a convention. This is my example. So it's like, at conventions, because Sebastian Sand likes pizza, and he likes those stupid cabbie hats, or the newsboy caps, everyone brings them to him. And he's always like, oh, okay, thank you. And it's like, okay, enough's enough. Like, we get it. He fucking likes pizza. And Michael B. Jordan's anime obsession hasn't gotten that way. It's just kind of like, he likes anime. He's, that's fun. And oh, no man. one, like, but I don't think Michael B. Jordan does conventions. And I think that's, like, the yeah. deciding thing. But I just think it's funny. I like when that mm. kind of stuff.
0: In my happens. circle of the internet, it's, like, Michael B. Jordan likes anime, he's a fucking dork, what a total loser, everyone will hate him, love him, for, like, being real into no, see, I like that. Naruto.
1: I'm talking about, like, how fans are like, I'm gonna buy you a bunch of anime stuff, and I'm like, right. you've ruined you the joke. You don't gym. know what he
0: already owns, so that's pretty rude.
1: You know? Someone bought Sebastian a pizza map of New York. Wow. He, that one was actually funny, because he was like,
0: oh, I'm totally gonna do this and eat all this pizza. <laughs> like, okay. But my, but I'm gonna give you three more mentions of things Sub is about, in, and then I'm gonna start he's calling
1: it. I know. I'm just um, saying for but the general Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. I'm glad that that hasn't, from what I've seen, happened to him. Where people are like, "You like anime? Here's this book about anime that I bought you," and he mm-hmm. like that hasn't happened with him, and I'm glad because I like his weird little anime obsession.
0: What a loser. Live. No. I will not.
1: Weird little Californian boy, he's like, I like
0: anime. Yeah, what a dork. (laughs) Only nerds read books. All right. (laughs) Okay, um, all right, so, you know, doing a little acting, he's on an episode of Cosby in 1999. What? Well, you know, he's on an episode of The Sopranos, he's in the movie Hardball. Wait!
1: I loved Hardball with Keanu Reeves. Yes, yeah. Who is he in Hardball?
0: Uh, his character's name is Jamal. So is there a
1: picture of him? What he looked like in Hardball?
0: I don't know. A child. He's Listen, a I need to boy. look at the. I need to
1: look at what he looked like in Hardball. I, I used to love Hardball, and that's why I like Big Papa.
0: Because you know, I'm sure he looked like a small version of Michael B. Jordan.
1: But, but at the time, I didn't know that was Michael B. Jordan when I was obsessed with
0: Hardball. Because Keanu mean, Reeves
1: busts up into a bar, and he's like, I love it when you call Big bump."
0: He <laughs> Bum. would have been oh. 12 years old, so... So he had to be
1: on the team. Oh my
0: god. Yeah, I don't know. Guys,
1: okay. I love hardball more than anything in this world. When I was a kid, I used to sing Big Papa by Notorious B.I.G. when I played softball because of hardball. Great. I love that movie. It made me love Keanu Reeves. Not even The Matrix. Like, hardball made me love Keanu Reeves. Sure. And that makes me so happy... Oh, I'm just, I, because I haven't seen the movie in years, I'm just glad he's not G-Baby, because that would have made me understand why I'm so connected to Michael P. Jordan, because G-Baby,
0: do you remember Hardball? I've never seen a Hardball.
1: (gasps) G-Baby is, like, this little boy who wants to be on the team, but he's, like, too young, and so then they finally let him hit in, like, the last game, and everyone's like, yeah! And his brother's the picture. No, like, he's just, like, a kid who's, like, he's not old enough for the team, so they let him go, and he hits, like... Yeah, He just hits, like, one run, and I think they get him out, but really? the kid had already scored in time, Yeah, so they win the game. Spoilers. Spoilers for Hardball, guys. Um, but a then, movie
0: I've just said I've never seen. I it. won't
1: tell you what happens to G. baby, but it is, like, such a good movie, and it is beautiful, and I love Hardball. Go watch Hardball for Michael
0: Jordan as a 12-year-old. Great. He's on 13 episodes of The Wire. Ah. He's on... 59 episodes of all my children.
1: Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, this boy got it but a soap is he opera a real career. actor? Yeah, cuz he was on one episode of CSI. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. a real LA actor. Then. He's a real LA actor. Well, he's yeah. from California, so it makes
1: that sense. That makes sense. He's not a real uh New York actor.
0: No, but he's a real LA actor. 2006, one he's episode on CSI. of CSI. Cannot wait to get to it <laughs> later in my life. I'm on season 3, so not that far away. So close. Already guest stars I've seen on CSI. Aaron Paul, Milo Ventimiglia, Jeremy Renner. Everybody's been on one of these shows. (laughs) I'm so
1: glad. Those are the
0: three you chose, then you went, everybody. And then you finished the sentence, but it went, everybody. There's been a lot of people on CSI, including our good friend Michael B. Jordan. Okay. One episode of Without a Trace. One episode of Cold Case. (gasps) Cold Case. What a good show. The year is 2007. He's in a movie called Blackout, which is a BET production. Jeffrey Wright is in it. Zoe Saldana. Yeah. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Uh, 2009, one episode of Bones. 13 episodes of The Assistance, which makes me think this is a canceled one season TV show. It has to be. That he was on. What year was it? 2009. That was the year
1: of canceling TV shows after one season.
0: Yeah, he's like fourth build, and it doesn't. It's one of those TV shows that doesn't have like a formal close date. Like they didn't officially cancel it. They Wouldn't, just didn't. Does this show it, say what network know? it is? Um, no, I don't know. Where is that listed on IMDb? Do you have any? Normally, idea?
1: it's like when it's describing the, the show, it'll say network, and that's what it does. Oh no, it does. Well, I was wondering because like NBC was like. That was the year of like I'm gonna
0: cancel all the shit, you know. Because pushing
1: daisies I think was canceled in 2009. King uh, that.
0: But, well, pushing daisies in particular was because they had like a the, well the
1: writing strike, the writers strike. Exactly, but it was 2009 I think when it officially ended.
0: Okay. And
1: then life on Mars I think was 2009. 2009 every show like had no shot.
0: Which the one season of American Life on Mars mm-hmm. that was so bad.
1: I liked that. I loved that show. What a waste! Show. What a
0: waste of time. I Just know John Brennan was another
1: one, but I loved.
0: Why remake a show shot for shot but worse? I don't
1: know.
0: Why do it? I
1: thought he
0: was cute. Oh Jesus! Okay.
1: Is it life, romance? That was my yeah,
0: debut. <laughs> it's, it's a good show, and if you haven't watched the British one, you should because it's great. Okay, two thousand nine. Pastor Brown. Also 2009, one episode of Burn Notice. Jesus. Just today I was thinking about that um, SNL Man. sketch, that game show. What is Burn Notice? So good. <laughs> A show that I mean, what is it? watched. I've watched two full seasons of Burn Notice, and I couldn't tell you what is Burn Notice.
1: Bruce Campbell's in it, is the he only is. thing I know.
0: He's really charming on And that, that, that
1: guy that I think is like... Really from another country? I don't know, but he has, like, squinty eyes.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeffrey man. Donovan.
1: Maybe that's why I think he's from another country, because his last name is Donovan.
0: Uh, I'm not going to look him up. I don't care. <laughs> one episode of Criminal Intents. Law and Order Criminal Intent. still
1: killing this one in episode stint.
0: Uh-huh. Two episodes of Lie to Me. <gasps> a show that many people Tim have been in. Tim
1: Roth!
0: And our good dude, Tim Roth. I gotta go back and, like, rewatch that whole show. Me too. That was like. For Tim I didn't Roth even... and all these guest stars mm. and my nice boy Brendan Hines. Brendan Hines. Who don't forget we're going to see at the end of June.
1: Thank you for reminding me because I forgot. Put that on your
0: calendar, please. <laughs>
1: okay. Every time we're supposed to go, we're like, oh, right. Okay, but
0: this time it's like a Saturday night, so we don't we have a go. good yeah, excuse. It was like Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, it was like Tuesday, 10 p.m., and we were like, oh, we bought these tickets, but no. They were like 10 bucks. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These were 15 and they're on a Saturday. So, so we're, we're going to go. Up. Brendan Hines is so shockingly handsome, I might die. Oh my God. Okay, my um, Okay. 26 episodes of Friday Night Lights.
1: The, ooh, I see, I would have, I don't know. I only know the movie.
0: Yeah, I haven't watched the show. I hear it's wonderful. It's too late for me. You know, I'll get to it in five years.
1: Yeah, everyone's like, watch the show, and I was like, I love that movie with the boy from Tokyo Drift. <laughs> so much. I tried to describe the other day, because It's Tricky was playing near me, and I was like, well, there's a scene in the movie Friday Night Lights where the boy from the white boy from Tokyo Drift. Walks into a party and it's tricky. It's playing.
0: You and people walking into places on songs.
1: I love a good entrance song, so I remember them. (sighs) You're funny because I like. I'm like "Mm, entrance music. I I
0: I I I. Okay, I don't get it. You're good. You're good. You're good. He was a voice in the video game Gears of War three. I
1: thought you were gonna say yep in that. What's that fish movie? That like Christina Aguilar and Will Smith did. Oh shoot! I don't know. Not car wash, but it's
0: like the fish sing car wash. You know what I'm talking about? No. There's a fish movie that's animated that they sing. Oh, with Will Smith? Uh huh. Fish Tale. It's like the DreamWorks version yeah. of Finding Nemo, which means it's bad.
1: Yeah, I thought you sure. were going to say he was in that. That'd I don't be know funny.
0: Why. He's not. Um, okay, sixteen episodes of Parenthood, and then our boy. Pretty much makes the break into movies. So 2012, he's in Red Tails. George Lucas produced Red Tails.
1: Oh, oh isn't that the racist one?
0: Uh, It's about the Tuskegee Airmen, if that's what you mean. Which, he has a racist movie, George Lucas. What are you talking about? I don't
1: know. I just, because all the jokes are George Lucas. I don't know a lot of George Lucas' stuff other than, like, the shit that you want to actually watch.
0: Uh, well, Red Tails is a nice movie about people overcoming racism to become good pilots and help America win World War II. So, it's about racism. It's not racist. Yes, it is not racist.
1: Okay. Well, because I would just hear, like, because George good,
0: Lucas too. has also said shit that is racist. It's but... very old. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't excuse it. I mean, I think the worst thing he said was that white slavery thing. Which is not inherent. I mean, it's pretty racist. It's I also a, little have a skewed bit view, because
1: most of the shit I know about George Lucas is part of a comedy show about George right. Lucas. So I always think it's, like, worse than it is, because I'm, like, oh. listening to, like, he, honestly, a comedic take on what he said, rather than, like, the legitimate
0: George Lucas thing. is a nice old man. I really Luke think is, that he is a nice old man. I
1: okay. make faces because of how he treated Carrie Fisher.
0: What, like? Thirty years ago?
1: No, it's just like the way, like,
0: yeah, I guess thirty years ago. Just saying, he got cuckolded since then, and he's grown a lot, and he's married that nice lady, and now no, he's just a nice Ronstan. old man.
1: Who, who's his, his wife currently?
0: Oh, I don't remember. Because Linda Ronstadt like his wife before. No, him. no. he dated Linda, Linda Ronstadt. He dated her. He was married to Marshall or, Lucas, yeah. the editor.
1: Who Did left him erased? for
0: the stained glass artist man. in their house. And then he erased all her name. Yeah, well, he re-edited the movies so that she hadn't edited them and made them his own. We don't need to talk about George Lucas. I think nowadays he's a nice old man. <laughs> Everybody's made mistakes in their lives, you know? Okay. Oh, George. Also 2012, Chronicle, which is the first thing I saw him in. Because I saw Chronicle in a movie theater.
1: Well, I guess the first thing I saw him in was Hardball.
0: I guess so. <laughs> I just didn't know. He's very charming in Chronicle, and unfortunately, like, doesn't make it all the way through the movie. Like, he should be the star of the picture, uh, him Isn't and, like, Dane Dehan. No, it's Vin Diesel. What the- f- What am I
1: what thinking What are of? you
0: thinking of? I don't
1: think of Chronicle's a Riddick.
0: Jesus what? Christ, Rachel.
1: <laughs> That's why I was very confused oh when he said Chronicle. Oh my god. I don't know Chronicle,
0: then. It is a movie directed by Josh Trank about- High School Friends Who Get Superpowers. Oh! And it's like a found footage yeah. movie with Dane and Michael B. Jordan. I was trying to and figure and out what people. I would
1: notice, like, a, a trailer-wise, because I had never seen the movie. And then uh-huh. as soon as you said found footage, I got it.
0: Yeah, it's pretty good. DM's really it good. come out
1: around the same time as that, like, Project X movie that was the same kind of idea? I think that was a
0: little later, but I don't know. There was,
1: like, a trend where everyone was like, we do found
0: footage movies. Well, found footage is very cheap, so I get yeah. why you were... No, I
1: get... But it was just like, there was like a boost of it at one point, and that's uh, why...
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyways. I... I don't know. One episode of House. Hotel episode Noir. Cheap. Which looks very exciting. It's having Connelly's in it. I don't really know...
1: I'm trying to figure out where I would know him from, because I knew him when he ended up being in the Fantastic Four,
0: and uh-huh. I knew him... When he was in Creed. Oh, Danny DeVito's in this movie. So I'm trying to... Because I t- clearly didn't Brilliant. know he was in Hardball. So I'm trying to figure out what I knew him from. Uh, Some people just appear on the scene. Honestly, who knows? Some of stuff... He was the voice of Cyborg in a Justice League thing. An animated Justice what League What we thing could have in had, except that I'm like Yeah, pretty pretty that boy's sure. really cute. I really like him. He
1: too. was at that con and it was... I didn't... They kept saying you can take a picture with the Justice League and I'm like... I knew Jason Momoa and Ezra Miller were there, and I was like, that's weird that you're calling them the Justice League when it's just two of them. And then I didn't realize Ray Fisher was there. He's yeah. a big old teddy bear. He sure. was just standing there talking to people, like, and, like, everyone had left, and he's just standing at his booth, like, putting shit wow. on it. it
0: was like, all right, cyborg. I'm sure he's very excited to To, to be cyborg? Be. Yeah. I mean, I would be, too. I totally get it. Okay, so 2013... Fruitvale Station, which is his big bump, where everyone's like, "Oh shit, this boy can act. This boy is a star in the making."
1: What movie?
0: Fruitvale Station. It's a Ryan Coogler movie about Oscar uh-huh. Grant, who was killed. <laughs> it's I remember like that movie by Ryan Coogler.
1: The... That makes sense.
0: Yeah, it's it was a big deal movie. It got great reviews and great press, and everyone was like, "Oh, who's this kid? He's amazing." He's a star. He's one of our greatest young I'm actors. Twenty-three.
1: That makes sense. Well, I didn't know that
0: movie. Yeah, that was when big... I lived in the
1: mountains. Okay. I like. I'm, I'm processing it for myself because so I'm still trying to figure out why I knew who he was.
0: All right. Well, that was the thing when the world was like, I think we should keep an eye on this boy. Um, doing some other stuff, that awkward moment where he gave an attempt at a romantic comedy where it's him, with Zephron, Miles and Teller. Miles Teller. Oh, the beginning and of his career with Imogen Miles
1: Imogen Poots. Maybe it was that
0: movie. Mackenzie Davis. You know, I didn't see it.
1: I saw that, like, later, though. I watched it, like, a year ago.
0: I was, like, a little too sad for every person's <laughs> in its career. For me to watch it, I was like Zach Efron. I'm like, Come on, Michael B. Like, don't revert into this. Anyway, 2015, Fantastic Four. It had to be that says, mo- that
1: awkward moment then because I knew who he was by Fantastic maybe. Four.
0: I guess I, guess I watched so. that movie in 2015. Maybe. <sighs> I mean, I feel I like he post Fruitvale Station was like a guy on the scene. And I was aware of him as, like, a guy to watch. I'm like, I saw Fruitvale Station, I'm pretty sure. Um, And then all of a sudden it was like his name was getting bandied around a lot. He was, like, a guy that was like, oh, he's going to be a guy. And so, like, the the osmosis thing where you just, like, pick people up through, like, the world at large worked for me. Also, I had seen Chronicle. Okay. Fantastic Four, which everyone says is nearly unwatchable. I haven't seen it because of that exact review.
1: Well, that and like, there's also like, I don't understand why cast, like, if you're gonna make him the human torch, why cast
0: Kate Mara? She's adopted. I understand,
1: but that like adds, like, whatever. Just, why don't you put a woman of color in it? Why does that have to be Kate Mara? Why couldn't they actually be brother and sister?
0: Uh, well, one, adoption is not fake siblings. no head. i'm saying like so... they're adding a level
1: that like they're trying to make also, a comic like, book movie and make it you didn't need to have kate mara
0: yeah nobody likes kate mara but if you you know somebody did and somebody was like we got her and we like her rooney so is the better not... mara sister, obviously like. everyone agrees <laughs> but i mean like i, I kind of get like... being like well we just kind of cast the movie and then we're like oh right they're siblings uh they're adopted that's fine she's adopted that's cool like oh, i she's that's kind of nice she's oh. the adopted one
1: Interesting.
0: So there. Also, like, Jamie Bell deserves better than to be made of rocks. Jamie Bell is the
1: thing? Yeah, did
0: you not know that?
1: No. Yeah, you well, that's... Pick the smallest man on them. Why don't you pick a hobbit? Pick Billy Boyd. Let Billy Boyd be he's the thing. too old. Billy Boyd's I'm like 50. I'm being a smart ass. Like yeah, exactly. and I'm trying to tell you
0: <laughs> there is nothing wrong with taking a small man and then making him big. I think but that then, that is kind of cool. But the
1: thing is... Here's the, here's the thing. Oh my god,
0: who cares?
1: I do, because if you're going to do a superhero movie, when you add all these fucking layers to, like, an origin superhero movie, that's when it gets, and then it's, like, shitty. Origin movies are supposed to be, like, here's the fucking origin story. You know. Then we'll move on, and you
0: can, like. I'm pretty sure that's what they do. He just happens to be a little guy who gets big.
1: No, but he's
0: supposed to be. Uh, Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Just get Michael Chiklis back. Oh, my God, but it doesn't matter. Things like that don't matter.
1: No, his name is Reed in the thing. What's the guy who played Mr. Fantastic in the original one?
0: Uh, Yeah, that guy. Uh, From, you know, the thing.
1: From Forever? Yeah, (laughs)
0: exactly. That's guy.
1: And then Jessica Biel. Or no, sorry, Jessica Alba is supposed to be Chris oh,
0: yeah. Evans' sister. And why not? They mm-hmm. are essentially both white people. <laughs> and then she <sighs> yeah. Yeah, fine, whatever. Okay, also 2015, the year of Michael B. Jordan. Creed, the movie we should have watched and didn't. where Lie. It's the he there, is shirtless the whole time, so we could have had that. Boxing. Yelling. Boxing. It's just too feeling things. Fall in love with Tessa Thompson. <gasps> Felicia Rashad is there.
1: Wait, Tessa Thompson. Did you? Oh my
0: god! You didn't know? No. Oh, you're the worst. I need to watch Creed. And you I love the Rocky
1: movies. You are haven't the worst. seen well, but you couldn't know because you have only seen one of the Rockies.
0: Yeah, I've only seen the first one.
1: Yeah, so you wouldn't know like half of the Creed shit because the Creed shit is in Rocky too. Yeah, I like. I culturally understand. isn't it, rock, is it Rocky? I don't know. Too, is I have I him. think it's Rocky Two that's all the Creed shit.
0: Well, cons- you know, like culturally, I know the Rocky shit, so I'd be fine. So you and know, if he dies, I do. And if I didn't, rude. Well, two. Too bad. If the movie that I'm watching cannot explain to me the stuff I need to know, it is not doing a good job.
1: No, if it's in a series, I don't agree with that statement. No,
0: but it's different than being like Rocky Four. This is. Creed. It's Creed 1. And if you can't set up your own shit without all the Rocky stuff... But it's understood that it's... Like, Sylvester Stallone is on the poster. Like, it's yeah, understood... I know, but it's not Rocky rock. 6 colon Creed. But it's it's like, Creed. Okay, so that's
1: like going into Jurassic World and being like, yeah. I've never seen a fucking Jurassic Park? Honestly,
0: I think Jurassic World should have been able to stand on its own feet. I
1: don't think so. I don't well, If you are slaving... labying? <laughs> if you are labeling yourself as part of a Franchise?
0: I don't. I wouldn't I don't, call that part of a franchise. I would call that part of a haha shared universe. I they exist I in the same it. world. But, so but, stand on your own two feet. Also, just be a good movie and stand on your own feet.
1: <laughs> We're going to agree to theoretically. Disagree.
0: I think you should be able to walk into like Doctor Strange and not know what Captain America's up to. See, I Shared don't know. universe. I don't
1: agree with that because it's all connected.
0: Yeah, but they should also be able to like function on its own. But it's
1: also walking like, into if like if you
0: go to a bookstore and pick up like any like you're like, "Oh, a series of mysteries." And you like pick one up and you read it. You should be able to be like, "I know, you know, maybe you don't have all of the details. It's not fully fleshed out, but like you're not like, what's going on?" Like, there should be some, like, a a movie or a book should be able to give you enough that you can understand what's happening. Unless it's, like, I mean, even a direct sequel should be able to work as a movie, you know? You shouldn't be, like, spend your entire movie being like, I know I didn't see the first one, but, like, literally, what's happening, period. Like,
1: I mean, you know? See, I don't agree, because that means you're, like, double-doing a lot of, like, the character work of, like... Yeah, we've established that this is how this character is in the first movie, and then if you haven't seen it, you're like, "Why is that character that way?" Well, they established why that character was that way in the first movie. Um, see, I, but I like I see it like if I'm going, into but a movie- I I
0: think the difference between a direct sequel and like a thing like Creed, which is kind of like a sidequel reimagining, like new thing that happens to exist in the same world and share some characters and some backstory. I should be able to walk into Creed having never seen Rocky and be like, cool, there's clearly stuff that happened that I don't know all the details of, but I get the sense of like, cool, your dad died, this is a boxer, like this is some of the feelings you're having or whatever. Like, I, I don't think, I think in that case particularly, you should be able to like, be like, I get it. I get the movie without having to watch four other movies.
1: But then that, that's what I also do like. Rogue One and Solo. Sure.
0: I think both of those movies should be able to stand I on their see, own. I don't
1: think, I you think know, think like you're...
0: Rogue One I think probably does where like if you have never Solo seen doesn't... a Star Wars movie, yeah, then you should be able to walk into Rogue One and be like, "Okay, these people are fighting a war and they have to get a thing and like they're going to do this," you know? I guess like maybe my you thing don't is... have all of the deep rich history, but you can follow the movie. Yeah,
1: it I think... stands
0: on its own. And as part of a greater thing.
1: Like an emotional weight of, like, you don't understand the emotional weight of things. If you haven't seen, like, you can, but you, like, if someone knows the entire story and they know what's going on, they see the next steps of it, they're going to have a more emotionally weighted experience than someone who's just like, haven't seen any of these other ones, I'm going to go
0: in. I think a good movie, right? The difference between a good movie and a bad movie, a good movie should make you. Even if you don't have the full depth of feeling, still like feel something, or like understand it, or be affected by it on its own terms, and it is richened, made more rich by all the other stuff in other movies. Yeah. So like, if you, like it's the no, same I for get me, it. it's like being like, oh man, you gotta watch all of this show to understand this thing. Like when people are like, oh man. The show gets really good in season two. I don't fucking want to watch that show if it takes a full season. I want to be able to, like, watch the thing. And if I can't jump into season three, then I guess I'm just not going to watch the show. That is insane to me.
1: I'm not going to watch
0: people. I'm not going to watch, like, three seasons that are bad for a good season. So I guess I'm just not going to do it.
1: I'm, like, one of those people who I'm like.
0: And by your rules, I would have to.
1: yeah. I can't, I don't know, it's part of my brain. I was like, I have to read everything. Like, if there's a number on it, I have to read it in order. If it's, like, with series, like, other than, like, Parks that I've watched a million times and Doctor Who that I've watched a million times, I will not jump around. I watch it from beginning straight through. Like, everything has to be in chronological order.
0: That's fine because those things follow each other, like, sequentially. No, no,
1: no, I'm just saying in general. Like, even if it's, like, a television series and you're, say, you're on episode, like, 55, and you're like, Hey, want to watch 56 with me? and I have never seen it. I like feel very uncomfortable because I'm like, no, I've started from the beginning. Like, I can't just come into a show. I start everything from the beginning. Okay, well, pitch, right?
0: You've watched all of CSI, let's say, theoretically, okay. to a point. You're up on it, and mm-hmm. someone's like, Hey, do you want to watch episode one of CSI Miami? <laughs> right? Yeah, sure, fine, right? Those things are connected, but I think also someone was like, "Hey, have you watched CSI?" And you were like, "No." And someone was like, "Do you want to watch CSI Miami?" Well, you would say,
1: "Yeah." That's different because that's the beginning of a show. I'm saying like it's like right, but okay, so
0: like, but am trying to say sh- here. What I'm trying to say here <laughs> is similar to me is being like, "Hey, you've watched all the Rockies. Do you want to watch Creed?" Or you haven't watched all the Rockies? Do you want to watch Creed? I think those are equivalent to this CSI Miami yeah. thing that I'm doing. No, no, no,
1: I'm not disagreeing with you. <laughs> I'm saying it's fine. I'm just saying the emotional weight that someone like me, who like my family watched all of the Rockies together all the time, going into Creed is going to be drastically different than someone who's like, yeah, I kind of know the Rocky movies, and then going and seeing Creed because it's like, yeah, you're gonna like feel the emotions. You're gonna watch this movie. But a good movie will make same. you feel
0: strong emotions anyway.
1: No, I, no, yes, but I'm just saying. But and are
0: not dependent I, on your understanding of the previous movies.
1: Yes, but I disagree with the idea that, it's like, you have to, well, they'll make you understand. Yeah, but we've already done all of the explaining in the other movies. Like, I would hate if a movie was like, hey, remember that this character's like this? Here it is again, in case no one saw the other three that movies. That sounds like
0: a show-don't-tell problem. You know, that sounds like bad storytelling.
1: But no, but what you were saying was like, oh no, they'll sh- like a good movie, but no, but it'll give you, you the
0: it'll that. give you the information you need to be like, oh, that guy's a jerk. Okay, that's his deal. And if you don't know why, like a good movie maybe like you don't need to know all the details of why because it has given you an understanding of that person as they exist, and that's okay. And that's enough to get you through the story that they are currently telling.
1: I think it's just because I'm way more like character driven that I like am not I'm that super way.
0: super character driven. No, I know, but I,
1: I want to know everything there. I I don't know what I I want to know everything and I will not. I'll watch something like, okay, so say I'd never seen a Rocky and you're like, Do you want to see Creed? I'm like, yeah, but then I would probably instantly go back and watch all the
0: Rockies. Great. And cool. go and see it again. Like, Here, I don't know. Here's what, what it I, is. and again, to the listener, neither of us have seen Creed, so this is ridiculous. <laughs> but I have a feeling, right? So I. <laughs> From what I have read and understand, a large portion of Creed is that Michael B. Jordan's character, whose name I think is Adonis Creed. What's going on? I don't know. There's red all over my laptop. Weird. <gasps> well, I said I wouldn't cut anything out of this episode, so congratulations, congratulations listener. Congratulations, listener. We're trying to figure out what it is. Is it ink? I don't know. It's pink. Did you break a pen in your bag or something? Well, you talk while I investigate. Okay. Well, I'm just saying that my understanding of some stuff in Creed is that Michael B. Jordan's character, whose name I think is Adonis Creed, part of his deal is that he's like, my dad died, and I'm pretty sad to like be missing a father figure. Like, my life is in some ways like, you know, it'd be nice to have a dad, etc. Right? Right. So, if you have seen whatever Rocky movie Apollo Creed dies in, you know that this kid, who is his son, doesn't have a dad. Right, I don't don't even remember if they establish that he like has a kid. That he's a kid. (laughs) I mean, probably not in the same like retcon. Listeners,
1: I have not seen the Rocky movies since I was a child myself.
0: I'm just saying that, like, I also I assume that part of Creed is the movie being like Michael B. Jordan's missing out on having a dad, you know, and like they do the work. That, like, yeah, if you had seen the movie with Apollo Creed, you would know, but it's also work that's worth doing in the movie at large. You know? um... Yeah. Yeah. That's all I'm saying.
1: But probably it's
0: also doing that stuff. What listen- a good conversation we have about narratives. Hey, okay,
1: <laughs> listener, no idea where the pain came
0: from. Oh. Well... Is it all over my couch? I don't know. Hope not. This is a new sofa.
1: I don't think so. It's just a miracle pink that ended up on my... It might have been at work, because I charged my laptop so we could record this episode. And so maybe something oh. at may work on my laptop. But I'll have to wipe it off later. Anyways. Okay. So,
0: Creed. Creed. Um, some shorts. some Excuse me. Some voices. Some uh, stuff with Jay-Z. And then... <laughs> some stuff with jay-z it's 2018 and we are caught up in life black panther exactly so he's killing it in black panther fahrenheit 451 which we're going to talk about right now Mm -hmm. upcoming tv series called gen Lock, which Which... interesting choice uh, i don't know he's the only person who's like on the imdb page so maybe it'll never happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, Upcoming projects include Creed 2 and some others. Ooh, a remake of the Thomas Crown Affair. Another one. Perfect. Ooh. Ooh. He'd be great in that story.
1: Hannah, you said that. I don't even think he's in this movie because I've never seen it, but it just reminded me there are subway ads currently that look just like young Tom Cruise on them, and so someone Mm. took a picture of young Tom Cruise from, like, Cocktails, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like uh, on the subway, and I hope you find one.
0: I hope so too. I love Tom. I think Cruz. maybe your hair
1: reminded me of the subway ads Thank enough you. that I was
0: like, "Oh no!" Is what I'm really going for? Tom Cruise hair and Jerry Maguire.
1: Maybe, uh,
0: maybe because
1: it's too long for cocktails and Top Gun. Yeah, so it would have to be like Jerry Maguire.
0: Uh, Jerry Maguire's the best.
1: Jerry Maguire for the longest time was the only Tom Cruise movie I enjoyed. Well... You need to talk to my friend, Amanda, because she was talking to me about her first love, and she said it was Tom Cruise, and I'm like, why do I find them all?
0: Because Tom Cruise is a star, and he's beautiful. hmm How dare you?
1: You know my feelings on Tom Cruise. They have shifted slightly, but they're still lingering. How
0: dare you be so rude about our last great movie oh star? Oh, my goodness gracious. How dare? Oh, my what? gosh. How dare you? Fair high, 455. 451. 451. Do you want to talk about Black Panther at yes, all? Yes, we do want to We. I'm doing great. <laughs> I said we instead of I. It's okay. I uh, saw Black
1: Panther once, which, which is a shame, but I also it's it still in
0: theaters. It certainly is. I'd like to see it again. He's really good in it. He's so mad. He's got that great hair.
1: Marvel has a gr- does a great job
0: yeah. of
1: giving you villains that you're like, but are they wrong? It's mostly just like him and Loki.
0: No, and but like... even
1: like... Thanos was, like, the definition definition of that Jake Peralta meme from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Cool motive still murder. Still murder, murder? yeah, because it was, like, cool idea, like, you're trying to save the planet, but also, like, you're still murdering half of it. Yeah. So, like,
0: cool, cool motive still, still murder. murder. Dope, dude, it's so true. And so, like, but I so, didn't feel bad for him at all. I
1: didn't feel well, bad for Thanos so. at all, but I'm saying the same kind of idea of, like, I mean, that is a cool idea. How he's trying to do it is mm. absolutely fucking batshit.
0: Yeah, got like, a point.
1: Yeah, okay, sure. And so, Killmonger is kind of same thing. Like the way he's going about it, like,
0: ah, but no. like I
1: hear where you're coming from. But like, good point. You mad? I get it. Um, and that you're still murdering
0: people. Cool motive, still murder.
1: Loki's the only like, not as much. kill motive, still cool motive, still murder. It's like
0: sad motive. Stop attempting murder. Murder. Uh, because I don't know. <laughs>
1: My point is, Marvel has a He did like try to and blow
0: out. up a whole planet, and then also most of New York. So, sad motive, still There's murder, Thanos. Loki. Yeah, well, you yeah, know. The first one wasn't. <laughs> like, in Fair. Thor 1, Loki's like, what if I destroyed a <laughs> whole planet? Would you love me then? And everyone's like, bless.
1: Is there, other than Jeff Bridges, yeah. is there a, like, I'm, like, trying to think of all the, like, main villains uh-huh. that, like are villains and don't have like a sad kind of side story well i guess the red skull yeah he's just a nazi well but it, then the next one would be i'm going through the cap ones so the next one would be bucky he's sad sad he's motive just sad. still murder But also uncontrolled murder he didn't do it yeah and then tony stark i guess for civil war is the villain or the government. Oh, no. The government. <laughs> no, I it's mean, Daniel Bruhl. That's stupid. Oh yes. Cool, but motives, still the, cool still motives, still murder. Sad motives. Also sad <laughs> motives, still murder. murder. Um and then the Iron Man's. The Iron Man's same, because the second one is he was so sad with his bird.
0: That bird, Mickey Rourke. <laughs> yeah. Sad motives, still, <laughs> still murder. murder. The third one was Guy Pierce. Bad motives. Motive. Ba- no, still murder.
1: He he also had a good motive. He was like try- like they're all trying to like save the world in their own warped way and they're trying and they're murdering people to do it and everyone's like we get it you're trying to save it but that's not
0: the way you do it michael keaton as the vulture cool (laughs) sad motive cool Cool. still murder in jail but saved a kid i was 15 just thinking about how good michael keaton is in spider-man homecoming With that like big fluffy jacket collar and his like big old mean bird wings and his I just love that he embraced the fact that he
1: is balding and was like, Guess what I'm not gonna do? Shave my head. I'm just gonna bald in my movies and I love it. I love it. it. He rocks. He's one of the few we accept in Pittsburgh and I'm okay with that. Okay. We only accept like three white dudes and it's great. That are from Pittsburgh. Oh. And it's Michael Keaton, Jeff Goldblum, and Andy Warhol. Oh. Other than that, they're all sports people, so I don't give a fuck,
0: but... Mm. Keaton is, uh, great. Mm -hmm. He's so charming. I just watched some of those Tim Burton Batmans, and also... I was waiting
1: for the show. I was waiting for it.
0: Right, well, he's not in the Schumacher He's not in the Schumacher so I stopped myself from saying, shh. I watched them as research, (laughs) and Michael Keaton's really fucking
1: charming. Michael Keaton's what, Batman and two of them?
0: Or yeah, Batman and Batman Returns, and
1: then Batman Forever is Clint. Val Kilmer. Oh,
0: and then Batman and Robin is, is Clooney. Yeah, but the point is Keaton rules. And then I watched Beetlejuice, and I was like, Hell yeah, the ghost with the most.
1: Beetlejuice is great because not only do we get crazy fucking Michael Keaton, we Itty get hot
0: Alec Baldwin. I always think it's Bill Pullman, and then I'm like, Nope, that's Alec Baldwin because voice. Uh, he's so young. That I Alec Baldwin him. and working girl Alec Baldwin are like. He was a pretty boy. It's Harrison true. Harrison Ford was, is beautiful. Okay. What else do you have Cypress. to say about Michael B. and Black Panther? Cool motive, still murder. So, cool motive,
1: still murder. Loved his little dots.
0: His little <laughs> murder um, dots. His line deliveries in that movie are so funny and, and cool and fun. Like, is him this just your showing, king? Yeah, him just showing up and being like, bro, what? <laughs> uh, for like always is great and fun. His daddy,
1: Sterling K. Brown.
0: Yep, showing up to do one nice monologue.
1: But that scene where they're, like, crying in the room, like, Never. that's the thing. is He's such a bro in everything that you're like, is he a good actor? And then he does shit like that, and you're like, you're an incredible actor. Yeah. And they just, whoever his agent is, has mastered the art of finding roles where he can be a bro, and then just have these breakdown moments, and mm-hmm. you're like, this is great.
0: Give yeah. him an Oscar.
1: What's going on?
0: He has a really emotive face. He's super good at, like, tight close where he's crying. Mm-hmm. Maybe the only good part of Fahrenheit 451 is him being, like, very upset. (laughs) Um, Uh, It's a little bit... We'll talk about it, but it's a little bit much in that. But, like, in Black Panther, it's, like, the perfect balance of being, like, burn it all! Yeah. And then he's, like, sad a lot.
1: Oh, that last scene where him and T'Challa watch the sunrise? Ah. (laughs) But also, Dorito Club, him and Chadwick Boseman our Dorito body in that movie. Yeah, they're
0: all shoulders. I know
1: it is, like, the superhero body to have a Dorito, and then my boy looks like a fucking block of cheese, but, like, because he, like, beefed up and it was just square. Uh-huh. But the Dorito body I only ever saw with Evans. Like, I was like, yeah, it looks like a Dorito. And then Chadwick Boseman walks
0: in and is like, that's a Dorito body. And mm-hmm. then
1: same with Michael B. Jordan.
0: I think that's what happens when you are not naturally built to be big, mm-hmm. but you put on a lot of muscle. You Dorito body? Yeah. Because you're putting a muscle in your pecs and arms and shoulders. But and like, think... And then you're forming abs. But, like, so, like, Chris Hemsworth is, like, a bulky guy, he's naturally. Laying. Are you <laughs> But, he like, he's tall. He's yeah. naturally broad. Mm-hmm. He, like, naturally has some, like, rib width. Yeah. So, when he puts on muscle, he, like, bulks up all over compared to, like, Chadwick Boseman, who is very thin, naturally. And you can tell that his bone structure is not but designed to be super... I'm calling, because you
1: told me to not have to mention his name as much.
0: But that she's doesn't, booked, you're still talking about but him.
1: But he's square. Like, if you watch in Civil War, he's, like, wide when he bulks up.
0: So I don't that, know. Maybe so it's not a perfect your theory. Your the theory. exception that proves the rule, bitch.
1: Just saying, your theory had a wrench thrown in it, because fucking Seb Stan became a box.
0: I also feel like the costumes they put him in are, like, particularly bulkier. bulky. Like, they're not designed well, to make him look. Well, he also
1: bucked himself over and got his arms so big that when they went to put his Bucky arm on, it didn't fit anymore. So they had to put another one on him.
0: What a dummy.
1: But. Oh, I'll, yeah. And I also feel, like, that.
0: compared to, like, Captain America, who mm-hmm. is, like, an acrobatic, like, svelte, like, little guy who's big now, sort of shape and costuming and et cetera, Bucky, as, like, the Winter Soldier, is, like, a tank of a human being (laughs) who, like, busts through cars and, like, throws things and is, like, this heavy-footed, like, nightmare monster. So, I get why he is, like, shaped and costumed and designed to be, like, a heavier, bulkier thing.
1: Imagine, if you will, a world where, I don't know why he would be there and I don't know what he would do, but I don't care, in Civil War, if Killmonger was there. (laughs) In that epic opening fight where T'Challa ends up, like, where Bucky's trying to escape in Romania, and then, oh, like, yeah. T'Challa shows up. Like, Killmonger's just there. Like, I don't know why. Him. Like, it's... Oh, because that fight is so good when they use the shield. Like, when it's literally, like, the tag team beginning with the shield and shit,
0: and Bucky's still like, I'm trying to fucking leave. Mm. And then
1: T'Challa's like, no, you ain't, bitch. Wow, I will say, but
0: like... Killmonger... I think it's is. a bummer to kill villains in general, because, like, you never know when you might want to bring that well, person back and how fun it would be. Yeah,
1: because then we have Loki, we have right, Bucky. We have all nice. these villains who are like, oh, we like them. And Why I feel like when
0: Europe. Infinity War came out, maybe because it had come out so quickly after Black Panther, everyone was like, boy, of all the times to have a cousin in the basement who loves killing people. <laughs> right now. <laughs> like, it'd be really handy to be like, yo, Eric, get out here. Well, it's murder time. I'm just
1: saying, if
0: they snap back for it. <laughs> Ayo, that would be... Uh, Not a good idea, but I would love to see him again. Well, the theory is
1: that, like, they figure out how to go back far enough to, like, Cap gets to, like, live his life with Peggy and die with Peggy.
0: that's crazy.
1: I don't care for that Our friend of the podcast, Leah, who loves Peggy Carter and Agent Carter, is like, I would hate
0: that because she wants who
1: she ends up with and stuff. Also, I I would would hate that because it, like,
0: undercuts a lot of his poignancy as a character.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm not (laughs) into that, but also, like... Just imagine that, and Bucky's like, what am I fucking doing? Because you know they're not going to let five contracts upstand stand out of it. Right. <laughs> but, but if that happens, we could get Killmonger back, because then go back in time and make
0: yeah, Killmonger's make a bunch dad, of different not know, yeah, and
1: not die, and then Killmonger's fine, like, Eric is okay. I keep going, his name is Eric, but... His name is, like, Eric Stevens, or something yeah, like that. it's like...
0: He's credited on IMDb as Eric Killmonger, so like whatever, it's yeah. cool. Comic Which plus. I
1: got in a fight with my friend about them when we saw the movie because oh, yeah. in the movie it says his name is Eric Stevens, and so I was like, his name's Eric. He goes, she's like, it's Eric Killmonger. I'm like, he named himself fucking Killmonger. His name is Eric Stevens yeah. in the movie. That's I'm definitely,
0: say, like, I'm sure in the comics, he is last name Killmonger, because yeah. comic books don't give a shit, in the same way that, like, Andy Serkis' character is named, like, legitimately Claw. Like, his last yeah. name is Claw, when he's a dude with a claw for a hand. Like, yeah, that's just comic book bullshit, but in so this So they, like, age, give them
1: names.
0: Yeah, and you, like, make it work in a semi-realistic way. Sometimes, so good comic
1: books, me. and then we'll talk about Fair Night 451, yeah. comic books are great, because, like, sometimes they have these beautiful, like... Stephen, whatever, what's his middle name? Grant. Stephen Grant Rogers, like James oh. Buchanan Barnes, and then it's like Killmonger. He
0: kills people. And yeah, you're like, really. Oh you couldn't come up with like a full name. It's like... the same as like. I feel like there are characters. <laughs> I had one and I lost it, but like, oh, fucking. I mean, this is DC, so it's a little different. But I feel like all Batman villains are oh. like. Hello, my name is Mister Mystery. Yeah. That's my real name, and my am... my villain name is Mysterio. Like, hey, you I know, am...
1: you're like Mister Freeze.
0: Yeah, that's his <laughs> like, real, real name. And then an accident <laughs> happened, and he's cold all the time. Like, that's oh <laughs> uh, crazy. Well, then, and but I then I love they have shit like, like, like Selena Kyle,
1: who then is like Catwoman, and right. it's like they do that all the time in comics. And I think it is delightful, but also like. Really? You come with these be- like Selena Kyle is one of my favorite Great names. Great name. So love James Buchanan. Bar like I love yeah. their these names, but then it's like here's a dumb one. We couldn't be that smart. I'm
0: like Like we weren't thinking that hard, Edward Nygma. Enigma. Enigma? <laughs> it means mystery, get it? <laughs> my favorite Batman villain my favorite oh i hate and love comic books i know me too they're great they're
1: so dumb and they're so good and boys think they're so smart for getting them and
0: you're like no it's a bunch of pictures you're
1: like it's pictures with words on them
0: you dumb fucks it takes me five minutes to read a comic book i think that's why i never liked
1: reading an actual comic book Mm. i will research the shit out of your stuff because it's a bunch of words like i'm like i want to read a lot of words rather than yeah here's a picture, and now I have to follow the picture. I'm like, that's fucking stupid.
0: I have a really hard time with comics because usually the storytelling is, like, a little more shallow than I would want it to mm-hmm. be. By virtue of it being a comic book and you only have so many pages, yeah. and so, like, your narratives and your weight in general are, like, not as...
1: Graphic novels I'm okay with, but yeah, I think I, it's because they're more, like,
0: Yeah, a they're, they're written then, differently. Yeah. yeah, totally. So... I, the only comic book that I'm reading right now is, like, that month-to-month Poe po Dameron. Dameron and even though sometimes I'm like, can we get into the gritty of it? Can we get a little more into this? And the answer is like, no, it's a comic book. You can't. I think
1: that's why so. we as women get bad raps for comic book movies. Because guys watch it like, cool fucking fight. Girls go, I like the the nuances of this character. And, how, and they think we go because it's abs. I'm like, they give us the abs because they know all their money's coming from us, shipping... Or fucking boys together.
0: Why did everybody kiss? Superhero
1: boyfriends.
0: Definitely.
1: I applied for a job and my friend who works there was like, oh, hopefully, like, she's like, I'll put in a good word because then maybe someone else can come and write about superheroes and their boyfriends. I'm like, let me write about Steve Rogers and Bucky Barnes or Tony Stark. Whatever
0: I'm feeling like. You know, that's the beauty (laughs) of, of just, like, yeah, that's the beauty of it is you get to be like, I'm in the mood for this right now. Yeah. And it exists and I'm going to read it or I'm going to think about it and it's going to be a thing. That's what's nice about um, so that dreams was my, and fantasies. That and, was our take on women in <laughs> comic book movies. Yeah, we're too smart for them, so we <laughs> require them to tell us good stories with, like, emotions. And and, and our characters yeah. be upset. Comic book movies need all sad boys. Yeah. And
1: Marvel is giving us all of them.
0: Black Panther's a real good movie, you got a sad villain, and you got a sad hero, and then they're all nice. Do you
1: think that's why the MCU has been as successful as it is? Because it recognizes that, like,
0: You have girls... to have emotional depth to tell well, a decent that, story.
1: But also, like, and I've said this, I say I say it all the time that, like, the female fans are the reason the Marvel Cinematic Universe is as popular as it is. Mm-hmm. I've had men fight me on it, and I'm like, no, 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 but, especially after going to that con, seeing the amount of women that are in that line as opposed to like four dudes who are like yeah like Bucky Barnes like yeah he made thousands off of the women who came there and I was like that's just a con and that is literally a secondary character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe imagine the people go for like if Robert Downey Jr. does it or Tom Holland I'm like so do you think the Marvel like the MCU recognize like hey women like these sad boys who are trying to figure their shit out but can't really do it so let's just All of our movies are going to have at least two of those characters. And Uh even Black Panther, it's like, yeah, it's Killmonger, but, like, T'Challa's also, like, a sad boy whose dad died, and he's like, I'm trying to figure out my shit.
0: He's going through some stuff. I think that Marvel, in general, has always been better than DC, for example, at, like, emotions. Like, it's always been, like, DC is the place you go for, like, fun, goofy nonsense, but Marvel is telling like human stories that are like real, and they've always been that way. I agree with that, with and the they translate of well in Wonder the Wonder
1: Woman movie. Well, this Wonder yes. Woman, like right. other
0: than like, there are exceptions to yeah. everything. There are dumb, stupid, shallow Marvel stories, and there are rich, yeah. interesting DC stories. But I, I do feel like DC was like, like. All-American, nice boy, Superman, right? Mm-hmm. Who we all love and has become Our more... Our Kansas boy. Has become richer over time. Yeah. But compared to, like, Steve Rogers, who's essentially, like, Marvel's Superman. Yeah. He's, like, sad and he has this, like, difficult, <laughs> like, past of being, like, poor and put upon. And, like, just inherently he is, like, a, a more emotionally thing rich thing. character. Um, but, Yeah. Well, I also think it's... Michael B. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Well, the
0: MCU, I think,
1: had a lot of leeway because with DC, a lot of us have always known the DC stories because there have always been movies about them. Sure. And the Marvel Universe had a little more leeway of being like, we can use all these comics that a lot of people don't know because, yeah, Yeah. Marvel has existed for a long time, but people know Spider-Man. Yes. Like, (laughs) like. Iron Man even like when Robert Downey Jr. said it himself, he was like Iron Man was like not as popular.
0: Yeah, Iron Man pre <laughs> Iron Man One coming out, yeah, was like a tertiary hero yeah. that everyone was like, who the fuck is that guy? And now, <laughs> and now <laughs> he is, like a tentpole hero. Which Marvel is was great.
1: basically Spider Man and like Cap and Black Panther with like Daredevil, <laughs> like the ones that everyone kind of knew, and then like. I mean,
0: did
1: they? But I like knew a,
0: Cap and I right. knew Spider-Man, and those are the two I knew. I feel like I was aware of a lot of Marvel heroes, but when it came down to, like, hey, name some superheroes, it's like, you know, Batman, yeah, Superman, same. Spider-Man, um, the X-Men, which are Marvel <laughs> property. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, it wasn't, I didn't have... Like, growing up, I was like, oh, Captain America. Nope, definitely not. Like, I was aware that he existed as a thing. Yeah, but it wasn't, like, growing up, I was like, maybe it was that there were cartoons on, that there was, like, a full-on Spider-Man cartoon that I watched,
1: <gasps> and I read,
0: Spider-Man. I was very into Venom <laughs> as a kid, because, like, the 90s, ooh, that movie. Can can't we, wait to talk about that someday.
1: We got lucky, because we grew up with, like, the Tobey Maguire spider mm. and shit like that, where I was like... My brother has said, my brother is, we are both, like, DC and Marvel, but he grew up reading more of the DC comics, so I always knew more of the DC stuff, Mm -hmm. and then when Spider-Man came out was when he started to get into Marvel. So, like, I have, like, a secondary knowledge of everything until I got into the Marvel Cinematic Uh Universe myself.
0: I, uh, growing up, I watched, like, the Batman animated series, the Justice League Mm -hmm. animated series... The X Men like Saturday morning cartoon. I watched uh, X Men Evolution.
1: I forgot about the X Men cartoon with like the shitty Wolverine costume.
0: Yeah, uh, and I watched X Men Evolution, which most people tell me is bad, but I really like. So suck my dick.
1: What's like? I tried to watch <laughs> Batman Beyond.
0: Yeah, I watched as Batman an adult. Beyond. Yeah, and Doesn't I was work like, for
1: you? I mean, I saw watched it as a kid, but I was like, oh, I liked this so much more when I was a kid.
0: Well, that's because it's designed for children. Yeah, I mean, but that's it's like how it goes. Like I, <laughs> I tried to go back and watch X Men Evolution yeah. recently, and I was like, just like the episodic structure of it, especially early on, I was like, oh yay, yay. yeah, yay. this is like, not I, for me. But,
1: but I plan on random, but I plan on like going back and watching the Scooby Doo movies because I was like, I haven't this in so long, yeah. and then I'm like, do I want to? Because I yeah, loved the they Scooby- hold up, do mo- dude, they do, they rule. All right, cool. <laughs> anyway, so Michael B. Jordan. Anyways, yeah, yeah good Scooby transition do. back to Michael B. Jordan. Uh, what if he was, was... Shaggy?
0: <laughs> oh my god, that'd be so funny. I would love to see him do something like he that. He would just throw it out in, like, the wrong way. That would be <laughs> like... so... He'd be much better as Fred. You know, he has that sort of, <laughs> yeah. like, preppy, like, stand-up sort of vibe. Who'd be a good Shaggy in this
1: In this made-up in this... Sh- Scooby-Doo that we're doing? Ooh, I don't know.
0: Just put Kate Mara. <laughs> no, get Kate Mara away from me. I don't have anything to do with her. We'll think about it. <laughs> we're Tweet jazz. has your ideas about <laughs> some new Scooby Doo movies starring Michael B. Jordan as Freddy. That's what we're in sticking an ascot. on. <laughs> in an ascot, hell yeah, and an ascot. Good. Oh boy, oh,
1: nice. I'll play Scrappy Doo. Um, you would.
0: I You'd love. I
1: am Scrappy Doo. I want to almost be... fought a guy in a gym yesterday. I'm hands down Scrappy-Doo.
0: Yeah, and you're annoying.
1: Wow, rude!
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was mostly about Scrappy-Doo, who sucks. <laughs> um, okay, well, technically we watched Fahrenheit 451.
1: I think we went on tangents because we knew we <laughs>
0: were going to be able talk... to talk about Right, a <laughs> not a good movie, didn't enjoy it.
1: If you don't <laughs> take this movie seriously and you make fun of it the whole time, great movie. Rachel
0: had fun doing that.
1: Yeah, because yeah. this movie is listen books in this universe are bad and suddenly like you get some little like tidbit of a book and he like wanted to go jack off on every book he could find and it's like i get it you live in a depressed like a repressed society that is like no knowledge is bad you can't you don't want knowledge you have to just trust what we tell you and that's it but also like Maybe talk to each other. Because Michael Shannon was writing little love notes on, like, cigarette paper. He sure was. Um, like, everyone wanted more knowledge. So I feel like maybe if he was cool about it, Michael Shannon would have been like, Hey, buddy, let's do it together.
0: I also like to read. Shh, don't tell anyone. Okay, don't tell
1: anyone. I own crime... I, like, clearly own a bunch of books because... I burned them all to make a point.
0: I also kept framing you using a bunch of books that I definitely had in my own. Do you think that's home. why
1: there was a bunch of picture frames on a dresser? Because he was being framed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: There's this scene in this movie where Sophia Putella like lets him into his home her home and there are like twelve like frames. Empty picture There's frames. Empty picture frames on this dresser. And I guess it was like, well, we can't have pictures because it's technically paper.
0: Yeah, no paper in this I world. guess,
1: but it's like, why do you just have all the frames?
0: <laughs> For the aesthetic.
1: For the aesthetic, but instead of, like, hanging them,
0: it's just, like, in a pile Yeah, on the dresser. One of many silly things in this movie. And then she has
1: a record player in harmonica. I, like, don't understand She's what's...
0: She's a hip lady. I don't understand She's what's not hip. allowed and what's allowed. I don't know.
1: He had, like, an ocean view.
0: So, Rachel has not read the book. I, yeah, I... I did read Never the read book, but, like, in school, so a long time ago. I was not impressed with the book at all. I don't ever think this was, like, an option for me either. Well, I think we've established that you had a weird, bad education.
1: Well, no, I remember, maybe it was, like, because junior year was when I went into AP, and, like, we got to pick what we were, like, we were given options, and it was, like, uh-huh. you can read this, 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 or this. So maybe I, in regular English classes, or, like, honors English classes, they read them. But with AP, it was like, nah. I don't know, dude. Because I've never read *To Kill a Mockingbird*. I've never read this.
0: Well, you're missing out on some of the greats of American, the American canon, I guess. But I don't like *Fahrenheit 451* in the same way that I don't like *1984*. I find it I've super heavy-handed movie. and really, um, like dumb. Especially now that we're out of the Cold War, like clearly the information wars are not over. Uh, which is why they were like, let's make Fahrenheit 451. Get it? Which Fake news.
1: could have been a fun way to do this.
0: I like, think it's hard to present like a, oh man, books, bad, books are bad, burn books, good, like that, and not yeah. have it be kind of funny. That's
1: what I'm saying. Like, There's a cool way you could have done this if you took the idea of Fahrenheit 451 and like warped it into like information more than like, we're burning the grapes raft. Because it's like, okay, cool, burn the Grapes of Wrath, he falls out a fucking tree, like, who cares? But, like, I get, like, which I guess that's the point, it's like, you know that he does that, but these people who have never, like, known Grapes of Wrath as a novel don't. And also,
0: like, the cultural importance of, like, great language.
1: Which, that's all fine and well, but there's a way, like, to get the information portion of this book across that's not, burn the books! Like,
0: (laughs) yeah, I... I just think, like, the general setup of the book has maybe, like, the time has passed where that's gonna be, like, legitimately like, poignant. Yeah. Uh, and now we're just like, well, there's always gonna be fucking books. Even if you read it on a Kindle or something, like, the digital age, and this movie in some ways attempted to, like, explore that, but mostly it was dumb. And I didn't care about any of them. And they
1: didn't (laughs) explain anything, so they were like, at at one point, they're like, it's on the Deep Nine. And I was like, what the of the deep nine. <laughs> it's the internet. And Hannah's and like, it's like
0: the dark side of the but internet. To be I'm fair, like, again, which happens often when we watch these I things didn't, together. <laughs> I didn't
1: fan
0: Yes. We chit chatted through it a little bit and therefore missed large portions of exposition which and explanation.
1: I say, is the movie's fault? Because if it was intriguing.
0: If it was a gripping film, we would have just I watched I would have watched it. the movie. Yeah. And I agree, I don't think this is a good movie. It's not. Michael B. Jordan in it. Great. He's fine. Michael Shannon and him boxing the beginning of this movie. Good. Gave me such hope. (laughs) Michael Shannon goes from looking like hella good to like a living corpse over the course of this film. So it's the shape of water. I don't know why.
1: So it's the shape of water again. He's so cute in the shape of water. And then he turns into a corpse and rips his own finger off. Hell yeah, he does. Michael Shannon, I don't think, guys, just a reminder in case you've forgotten, when Hannah and I met him, he said he likes to pretend to be a, va- a vampire in his uh, trailer. Yep. So I think what happens is he starts movies off
0: pretending to good. be that vampire.
1: Bull and of then thrash. when they're like, we don't really have time for you to go back to your trailer, we got to fill this fast, he doesn't get his vampire time. And that's when he starts looking like a corpse. Mm.
0: Starts to disintegrate. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So I
1: think that is why every movie, by the end, Michael Shannon looks like he's dying.
0: Yeah. I'll, You're I'll well buy done. it.
1: I'll buy it. The next time I randomly see people on the street, I'll ask, hey, Michael Shannon, are you dying by the end of your
0: movie? So he'll go, yes, bye, I'm not wearing a shirt. I'm going to Trader Joe's. I in my
1: pajamas.
0: What a guy. What was what that
1: when he was in a Hawaiian shirt
0: and something? Oh. Uh, Do you think him
1: You know, I just had the greatest thought. Him and Woody Harrelson would, like, have a ball movie together. You think? I feel like Woody Harrelson is just weird enough mm. that Michael Shannon would be, like, very interested in anything Woody Harrelson said. Maybe. And it'd be delightful.
0: I definitely want to watch those two, like, grumbly, semi-Southern men just, like, talk to each other. Be like, oh, gosh, blah, 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 you yeah, know A what Texan I mean? and
1: a guy from Chicago just kind of,
0: like, I mean, talking spag- like, with each other. I, yeah, like, Woody Harrelson is, like, essentially, Brit- like, Southern, right? Yeah, he's from Texas. He's got that funny drawl. Michael Shannon's He's big Chicago. Chicago, but he definitely, he doesn't, he has like he has a kind of like a Jeff, Bridges. He has a Jeff like Bridges accent, accent. like, like a cowboy there, but... accent. Yeah. Uh, unlike, I think the accent that William Peterson has is a legit Chicago accent. And it's really funny to listen to hear him say words like car or scarf. Well, it's like when John Mullaney does his mm-hmm.
1: Chicago accent and you're like, the fuck? Huh? Yeah. Well, because. Ohio, Chicago,
0: huh? which is
1: funny that this is set in Ohio. It is. Um, Ohio is the standard American accent,
0: right? Because everyone there is boring has no accent.
1: Yeah, so it's funny then that, that like Michael Shannon, who's like in theory that this society is like you are born somewhere, you live there, you never leave. It
0: seems like it.
1: That Michael Shannon's like i still from Chicago. Like, Hello, I'm Michael
0: like... Shannon, and uh, this is what I do and where I'm at. I and, guess this movie uh, wasn't
1: big on its accents, because Sophia Butello also has hers.
0: She literally cannot do another accent, and I don't hold it against her, but that's just how she speaks. No,
1: but it's, like, as I am always kind of like, alright, if you're supposed to, like, especially movies like this where it's like, no one leaves your brush first- you're from Cleveland. Cleveland. And then she's like, Hi, I am um, Algerian. So Fieldella. <laughs> like she's like, Hello, I'm Algerian. I was like,
0: uh, okay. Uh yeah. That works. She's lovely. But yeah, what's she doing here? I mean, I'm not mad to have her at all. My most kissable girl. Um she's got the craziest strongest jaw. With I'm sorry, Hannah. With a butt chin. She does have a cleft chin, it's
1: true. Hannah and I have to find a happy medium between those two because I hate cleft chin and she hates
0: butt chin. And so we don't yeah. know where the medium part is of that chin. Uh, it's true. So if you have any suggestions, let us know. Oh, God. What do we even have to say about this movie? I, like, almost... There is a line
1: that I tweeted because it was the sexiest oh, thing that's ever happened.
0: There is, like, one crazy sexy scene so in this like,
1: movie. So it's, like, Michael B. Jordan has a lighter to Michael Shannon's hand. And Michael Shannon's, like, closer.
0: Michael Shannon's, like, burn me. Burn me good. Yeah, but then the
1: quote is...
0: Um, He's, like, looking dead into Michael B. Jordan's eyes. and he
1: goes, "Um, I have been burned so many times before that I don't know where my scars end and my body begins. Which, I told Hannah, I was like, imagine, if you will, a scene where it's, like, a character, like my sweet boy, Bucky Barnes, with a girl being like, I'm so scarred, like, I don't... And then, like, they have sex. That's what that quote reminded me of. And it was Michael Shannon who is theoretically the adoptive father of michael b jordan more or less and he's staring into his eyes as he is burning him and i'm like "Mm, and then
0: he puts out the lighter by like closing his hand over michael b jordan's hand and it's like really sexy and like inappropriately sexy
1: and then they like touch foreheads at one point Uh he's touching his face he wrote writes a whole thing about being in love with him. Yeah, and, pretty much. And then there's one about being a father. And then there's one that's like, I've never loved someone that I haven't betrayed.
0: It's very clear <laughs> that, like, and then there's also a point where Michael Shannon, like, essentially says, like, we all have secrets that we have to suffer through, okay? We all feel things do that you think we can't society express? is also
1: repressed in, like,
0: love and affection? And sexuality, too. Yes, I do. Okay. And I'm going to choose to interpret that Michael Shannon's like, oops, I'm in love with him. I can't live like this. Yep. Also, so this book was yeah. written in the 1950s. So, let, me, let me look it up because I don't want to be wrong, but it's something like that.
1: But there is a moment yeah. where I, like, had said something about, or Hannah was like, I don't know, Sofia Boutella, like, but where she's not in the book. And I was like, well, I think it was, like, their take on, like, modernizing it because also I don't think Michael B. Jordan would be in this because there wouldn't be a black man in Fahrenheit 451 in whatever year it was made.
0: It was published in 1953.
1: 30 Okay, yes. So my point still stands. So, but there is a scene where Michael Shannon like drops the N-word as he's describing yeah. Mark Twain.
0: And I'm like... Whoa, I agree. That was like shocking. But no I think to... it's
1: like he was making the point of like, And then white people wanted to burn the book. But I'm like, I don't understand. I was like, but that's not Mark Twain.
0: Or that's not Huckleberry Finn. Right. I think the point of him, he drops that word and then goes on to make a point that like, hey, this stuff upset people. So we got rid of it. And then he's like, here's another book that upset. He was like, that book in that language upset black people. So we got rid of them. And then there's these books that upset white people. So we got rid of them. And at the end of the day, it was easiest to get rid of all books. Uh, I think is what that scene is Yeah, doing. But I was like, you don't really need to say that word No, which I think anybody. it was like,
1: that was probably written in that book in the 1950s. Maybe. And so like, then, granted it still wasn't okay, but it was a thing that happened in the 1950s. We don't need to repeat it in 2018. He could have just said, hey, this book pissed off some black people, so we were like, we can't have this anymore. Then white people were pissed at it. Mm-hmm. this so we we're like well if you if we're helping the one we have to help the other fine but he's like here's the n-word i'm michael shannon i'm like what if we don't what if that didn't happen
0: okay yes uh so i will say that the sophia character does exist in the books but not in the style that i thought and is I a woman? I, yes as okay. a woman so like in the book guy montag who is the michael b jordan character is married to this woman who is like addicted to pills and like only watches TV and is like Same. not a person. She's like a drone. Same. <laughs> and part of his like disillusionment is that he like starts reading books and stuff and he tries to share them with her. And I think she turns him in. Yeah. Do you think? Oh, wait. Yep. So and then, then he meets the computer. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, sure. Uh, but the computer turned needs... him in. Clarice, who's the Sofia Batella character, and they're like, oh, boy. Books. Stuff. Books. Books. She is like, a weird
1: version of a Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Yeah. Because <laughs> so she's like, here are my records, here are my frames. Have you ever
0: played a harmonica?
1: Here's how you play one, and she's not even doing it right. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, oh, my God, come to my compound. I'm going to take you to my compound. We're all going to burn. Mm. Like, it's fucking weird. I, like going into this knowing nothing about Farron, I thought it was about just fire.
0: We paused Um, it about four minutes in (laughs) so I could explain the basic premise of the story. Because
1: I always, my mom, I remember it was like this in Catch-22, my mom like, I used to love those, and and, like read them herself. I never read them. And so I just remember seeing the cover and being like, that book's about fire. Not, so I wasn't wrong, but I thought like, I thought it was like, Ladder forty nine fire, oh. not like
0: burning this. books fire. Yeah,
1: I, well, I, 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 for whatever reason, I thought that ladder forty nine was based on Fahrenheit four fifty one. Interesting, <laughs> but incorrect.
0: Totally, yeah, I am aware. Ladder forty nine. Oh, fascinating. Well, in general, I just like. <laughs> I feel like the interesting thing in this movie was that like Michael Shannon and Michael B Jordan have really interesting chemistry. I like watching them act together. Yeah. I'm interested in like both of those characters in like Michael Shannon, who is a guy who is like clearly very into books and thoughts, but is has this job that he is very committed to, and those are a conflict within him. And Montag like coming to realize that he has similar conflicts, but taking a different path and what he does about them. That's all kind of interesting, and I would love to watch those two actors explore those things. This movie's not good though.
1: No, I wonder because I just thought of this. I wonder if, mm-hmm. because I'm sure that was in the, the, the N-word was in the, like, original book and everything, I wonder if it's because Michael Shannon has, like, always kind of in the past played, like, the racist guy who will say that. Sure. That it just, like, hit in a weird way, because you're like, no, Michael Shannon, that's your son! And <laughs> so, like, it, like, hit in a way that you're like, oh my god, this is The Shape of Water again, rather than, like... Mm. The way it was supposed to hit, because it was Michael Shannon. Like, if it I was anyone else, it might have been, like,
0: uh, this
1: word. Because I think they said it because it's, like, see, this word piss people off, and it's in this book, and so then we burned it. But because it was Michael Shannon, I was like, was no.
0: I feel like for me, my, my like, about it, like, this movie is set in the future, like, way in the future. Yeah. So, like, hearing, like, when, when people in period pieces use the N-word, I don't like it. And it makes me uncomfortable, but it's, like, but I understand con- contextually yeah. hearing that word in, like, a movie but set this is in, like, word. 1890 or whatever. But, like, a movie set, I guess, let's presume this movie set in, like, t- 2100. I, I, I don't know. It's shocking. But we're also
1: watching it as a, it was made yeah. in a time where we don't say that, but
0: the book is from a time where they did. Yeah, it's also weird to, to be like, hey, this movie set in the future, Michael Shannon... You have to say this word and ha- to and a have black the, man. Yeah, And, uh, have, and have him on set be like, "Oh, okay." Can so go I go see the trailer? I gotta go recharge like a vampire, <laughs> and then I'll come back and I'll be ready to say it. So, it a, some it's of that—it's not that.
1: warranted in this movie. Either.
0: Yeah, it kind of comes out of left field. Yeah. it's not like he's saying he's not like he's calling Michael B. Jordan that. No, but it is just sort of like, "Whoa, you didn't necessarily." Because if this need was to like to set
1: up of like. I know that he, in that scene he was saying, like, this is why these were pissed people off and everything. But if it was just, like, set up more of, like, Michael B. Jordan was like, I don't understand the problem with books. And then he's like, here is how it started and went through, like, this book did this, this book did this, this book did, I would be not okay with it if I'd be more like, I understand that.
0: Well, yeah, I think that the the movie is bad, <laughs> it, and it doesn't it achieve doesn't do that. Bad, like, yeah. I think that's maybe what the scene is aiming for. It is, but it doesn't. It's, it doesn't do it. It's in a like, way here that's are like a two friend. books, and we're going to kind
1: of talk about them, and then you're going to be like, what the fuck did you just say?
0: Yeah. Woo. Um, um.
1: And then Michael B. Jordan gets burned alive.
0: He does, but he looks good doing it.
1: Yeah. He's just crying being burned alive. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, whatever happened to sophia putella
0: she leaves she escapes okay <laughs> with some of those people who memorize books yeah loved that idea well i like here's how we preserve like, the books in the in the novel fahrenheit 451 there is like a rebel a rebellious group of people who memorize books and like go around and like recite them essentially yeah and that's nice but this movie has this other, like, genetic thing. And,
1: and like, you can, like, recite them and then take that knowledge out of your brain and, like, put it in birds. Yeah,
0: I don't really know, but it, I was birds. like, no, it's much more powerful when it's just, like... People reciting People, it. like, the, the classic oral storytelling tradition of, like, the Iliad wasn't written down until, like, hundreds of years yeah. after it was a thing. Because people just told it to each other. And the poetry and the language, you memorized it. And, like, that stuff's nice. And they were like, what if we made it too much more? And then, like, th- yeah, because
1: then they became kind of more sci-fi. Yeah. Especially because, like, the kid who um, memorized, like, 13,000 books, like, okay. That's crazy. No. Like, if you want him to be the one who's like, I, I can memorize all these, do you like, five. Yeah. Or, like, I hey, course.
0: I memorized all of, like, Hemingway's short stories.
1: I'm, I memorized I- all of The Tale of Two Cities.
0: Yeah, or like
1: all of oh, what is the longest book ever? What is it?
0: Um, oh, that Proust book. It's like it's that thirteen volume Proust. Okay, then I'm gonna right? think about that
1: one. Which is there? It's is it a Dickens one? No,
0: Dick War and Peace has, that no and one's and ever Peace finished. Is,
1: I was like the one that no one's ever fucking finished. <laughs> People
0: finish War and Peace all the time. Sure,
1: the one that no one
0: really wants to finish. It's just really, really long. That, you gotta me, really let that to boy it.
1: memorize War and Peace. Yeah,
0: if yeah. I had to choose to memorize a book. Unfortunately, I would definitely pick a short one.
1: Yeah. Like, you want me to memorize Catch in the Rye?
0: Great. Oh, Really? Is that what you I, I would choose Catch in the Rye. to
1: I say, I love Colton.
0: Oh, yeah. Rachel, no. Well,
1: I have. I refuse to pick that book back up as an adult because my dad did. Because when I read it in high school. We've talked about this. Yeah, my dad was like, oh, I don't like it as much as an adult. I refuse to read that book because I love J.D. Salinger.
0: considered it critically as an adult? Nope, and I won't. Then I think you should stop saying that you love it and you love it because, like, you as an adult probably don't. That's why I
1: was like, and you saying
0: that makes me think less of you, and I think strangers would feel that way too. No, I I don't want that for you. I
1: admit instantly, I'm like, I haven't looked at it as an adult, and I don't critically think about it as an adult. I just remember as a kid that it made me love J.D. Salinger novels because I love Franny and Zoe, Uh and I love Nine Stories and stuff. So I just, I love Catch in the Rye, I appreciate Catcher in the Rye, but I refuse. To revisit it, because I know I would hate that look. That's
0: totally fine. I just, just, just saying, like, I think if you walk up to a stranger, and you were like, oh my god, I love Holden Caulfield, they'd be like, you're a school shooter, bye!
1: I explain, I'm like, no, I, like, when I was a kid, I was like, I, I loved that book, but now I'm like, I know I'd hate him. I'm, I recognize I'd hate him. I just, don't touch it. Okay. It's it's over there. So, so I would, so what I'm would saying to fine. you is
0: you cannot memorize that book because that would require you to read it again.
1: In a, that's fine in a society where I have one book I can read. I think I'd be okay. reading catch the Rye.
0: Why? And it, it sounds like you don't want to revisit it and if you did you wouldn't like it. So why would it be, you want it to be the only book it, no, wait, that wait, you get on. to think about the think rest I of your really life? I like
1: it. I think like the reaction my dad had would be the reaction I had where it's like, "Oh, I remember reading this and being like, I like felt for Holden." And now as an adult, I'm like, that little shit is like a, like I don't like him as much as I did. I think he's like a whiny brat. And you
0: want to keep that book in your brain forever?
1: Because yeah. I think it's a really cool way of like seeing how we grow as people is like how you relate to whole Caulfield as a kid versus like looking at it as an adult be like, no, I recognize I'd hate that fucking kid.
0: Yeah, at age 15, I was like, this kid sucks and I hate this book.
1: How old was I when I read that? It was sophomore year, so I was like 15.
0: Yeah, I did not have the high school experience of being like, oh, I totally get it. I was like, this sucks. Mine was sucks, a I different, way
1: different time than yours was because that was my parents had just gotten divorced. i moved to a different state. I hated my school, so reading Catch on the Rye sure, I was sure, like, sure, sure, sure. Oh, I'm moody. Fuck, yeah.
0: I'm just saying, so if was, like, I had to choose a book to like save for posterity forever, that would be like so far down my list.
1: I just, that would be like,
0: so far down That my is list. an
1: important one to like growing up I remember like thinking we weren't going to be able to read it and even my teacher was like they like don't care if we teach us anymore she's like but I think it's always important as mm. someone at this age to read this book and they like I m- love her for that
0: teach it at my school I picked it up myself because I thought that it was the time to read it
1: yeah I don't think they teach it anymore uh, probably because
0: it sucks and it's bad and it's like not I
1: like Captain if you want to
0: read a book about like growing up like that's not even no that good anymore <laughs> no uh
1: and now reminds him gossip girl.
0: Jesus. I'm just saying they're for my money books that I'd rather have bumping around in my brain. A hundred percent. I like more and that I think are more valuable. It's like, okay, so I went on a date with somebody once and we were talking and I was like, What do you do you like to read? And he was like, Yeah, sure. And I was like, What's your favorite book? And he said, Ender's game. Look. And I was like, cool, you stopped reading in eighth grade. Yeah. That's what that means. Like, you haven't read a book since eighth grade. And so, like, in the same way, it's like, if you told me, like, my favorite book is Catcher in the Rye, I'd be like, great, you've never read any other books.
1: No, but see, I, 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 I maybe it's because I'm someone who I, I love reading, I read all the time, that I, mm-hmm. if you ask me my favorite book, I'm like, you have to be more specific. I was sure. Like, I have a bunch, like, because I like reading. Yeah. So it's, like, if you were, like, what's a book that, like, you were, like, when you were growing up, you were, like, this was my favorite book. Then I'd be, like, oh, Catcher in the Rye when I was in high school was, like, my favorite book. Which is not an outrageous thing to say. It was, that's a lot of people's favorites. Overall, I don't think I could tell you what my, my favorite book is. Because I just you like you make, reading. like, a
0: top five of books that you, like, think about and revisit.
1: The Delivery Man? I, like, do it at times in my life. Delivery Man, I was, like, much too young to read this book, and I read it. I don't remember most of it, but I remember it was, like,
0: informed the way of thinking it.
1: it. No, because I don't look at things that way. I don't go back and reread. Once I read something, I'm like, that is a story I have read.
0: But, like, you don't know how it's going to affect you differently now. But I don't want it to. I remember that time. We're so different, man. I just have a hard time being, like, (laughs) me But, like, the idea of being, like, what's my favorite book? Or, like, what's my top five favorite books? Here's a book that I read 20 years ago. But that I, I don't remember it. anymore. This is
1: where you and I are different. You would just say, here's the title and not explain. I explain. And this is why, like, we always, just always get on like me about where I'm from. It just doesn't like it can be,
0: like, a favorite thing if you haven't actually it encountered be. it as who you are now. No, because it
1: doesn't matter. It's like when you, it look, can be a thing that affects you. I fucking you, love Rocco's right? Modern Life. I haven't
0: watched Rocco's Modern Life in years. That used to be my favorite show. But, like, I used to be, it, and I liked it as a kid, and I think I would like it now. It's not the same. But I still, still one of my It can favorites. still mean something to you, but not be, like, your active thing that you, like, or are like, it's good. See, you I don't know. Still,
1: I mean, my tattoos are literally, like, walking billboards with the fact that, like, everything I that has made me me has, like, been things that at that time were my favorite. So I don't care that I haven't revisited them. I know at that time, this is how I felt. These yeah, are those I guess it's. I
0: guess it's a, like, it's... It's like a linguistics question of being like, at that time, that was the thing. But if I asked you, like, now what are things that you think about and revisit, I'm not asking you for stuff from, like, ten years ago. I'm asking you about stuff now.
1: But that question is, like, trying to build, like, a character for somebody. So, like, if I'm asking you, like, what are your five favorite books, you are building a, in my mind, this is the character of you, and you're, like, giving me these details of, like, these are five books that I love. So, I always go for stuff that are, like, here's the, here are these books that I really loved, love slash loved, that helped build me into who I am. Because I take it as, like, this is a character aspect, not so much of, like, this is what I am now. Like, I'm not going to go pick up, like, fucking Cat in the Hat, but, like, I, I wouldn't say, like, the Cat in the Hat is my favorite book. But, but I'm saying, like, there's aspects. So, like, uh, for my favorite books, I always say the fifth Harry Potter book, which I have not, I don't reread. So I haven't reread that book since I was a kid, but that story hit me at a mm-hmm. time that meant this yeah. and all these things happened. So it's like, yeah, that is a story I know very well. I've never reread it, but that is still one of my favorite books.
0: I think you should maybe try rereading things and encountering them as an adult. I don't,
1: I don't like rereading. Like, of, It's weird because movies I will watch a million times. Like you, you can put a movie on and I'll be like, oh yeah, I've seen that 20 times. But books and novels and stuff, I'm like, if I have read this story, I don't want to, and I think it's because there's so many books that I want to read. There's so many movies in the
0: world.
1: But Movies are two hours. Books, I'm like, I'm in that world for an extended period of time. But like,
0: okay, so I don't know. For me, rereading is about coming at it like it's been five or six years. I'm a different person. I have a different life experience. There's new things to get out of this book. I will feel differently about it. I will... Pick out different details. I'll be affected by new things. How will I respond to a book that I think I really love as an adult? Or, you know, the difference between reading The Great Gatsby in high school and reading it now is huge. And it's very interesting to, like, revisit a thing and come at it from a new angle and be taught something new by a book. Instead of just being like, well, when I was fifteen, it was for me, and I haven't thought about it since. Steve, like, I do think you think about things still, though. I
1: do, but at the same time, that's what I'm asking. About, like, revisiting, like,
0: do you put mental thought into these things still? Like, do I they know, th- yes. stick like, with
1: I, you? Like, I am well aware of the fact, like, yeah, if I looked at Catcher in the Rye, I'd hate that. There's stuff I would absolutely hate in that book, but I don't think it addresses me as a person. Now, I say it's one of my favorites because I remember how I felt when I read it the first time. I think, I don't revisit books because I'm like, there are other books that can teach me different things that I've not read. And I would rather pick up a book I've never opened and learn that story and learn something mm-hmm. from that than go back and isn't is a, a memory I've already had with a sure. book. Like that that book is done, That it's done its purpose, Shh. it taught me that moment, and now I can learn something from it. This is like a that.
0: semantics linguistics question of a thing that's your favorite versus a thing that has been influential and important to you. Yes. Which, to me, are different things.
1: See, I think someone's favorites throughout their lives help inform you into who that person is.
0: Right, right, right. But a thing that is, like, influential is not the same as a thing that is informing.
1: No, I am aware. I'm just saying, I think, for me, whatever I have had as a favorite is more, like, it can be just influential to me, in whatever. But in whatever year it was, it was my favorite. Like, mm-hmm. me saying Purple Rain was one of my favorite movies when I was six. It's not my favorite movie now. I have other favorite movies. Yeah. But that is a very important thing about me as a person. So yeah. If you ask me my favorite movies, Purple Rain will be in there. I don't want to ever rewatch Purple
0: Rain, but it is
1: important for me That's as a like person That's, like, a very
0: confusing, that, for me, like... Like it's it's terminology. We have this fight all the time because we come at words differently. Yes. But like the terminology of a thing that is your favorite. Well, a thing that was your favorite when it's six, but it's not now. Is not currently your favorite.
1: No, but that's why I always list them. It's things. a movie
0: that's important to that's, you. They're di- is, These are not. These are this not is the same. Back
1: to our argument about the um, where I'm from because it's. To me, it is important that people know I'm from different places because it informs them. You've lived
0: different places. No, but it
1: informs them of, like, because all of them have made me into who I am. Yeah, I
0: totally agree with that. I'm not saying that's not true. I'm just saying you have lived many different places. All of those places have helped form and inform you. You have lived in those places. You are from one place. (laughs) But I, like, but, okay, but if you ask me where I'm from,
1: I can't just say Pittsburgh because then I start doing something. You're like, well, why do you do that? Oh, I've lived in California. They're like, well, what about this?
0: And so it, like, it yeah, you've up You've lived in words. those places. That's the be- this is the point of Fahrenheit 451, <laughs> is that there, are, there is an infinite possibility of words and things to be learned and gleaned uh, from words and stories and language. And you shouldn't limit it down. It's important to use your <laughs> words and to use the full opportunity of words and the full range of words to express what you actually mean. <sighs> That's all I'm saying. That's what I mean. Words mean different things. Yes. You do. cannot use them interchangeably. You can, but it's not always helpful or clear or right. No,
1: I think what I do is not that I interchange words. It is, if you ask me a simple question, I try and give you as much information about myself in that one question as I physically can. So then, if I say something, I am not further questioned at a later date. Like, I'm
0: like... Here's all the information right up there. I value that information. That information is super duper swell. And sometimes I want to know what you, as like a 27-year-old <laughs> adult, are currently engaging with, like, intellectually. And you're, you're like, well, when I was seven, <laughs> I was engaging with this. And I was like, that wasn't my question. <laughs> Different question.
1: I think it's years of like somebody being like, Rachel, you talk too much. Shut up." That I'm like, "Here's everything," so then I can like, I don't have to talk anymore. Ah! So it's like give too much information, and then I sit back, and then I'll say something. People are like, "The fuck? Where did that come?" I'm like, "I'm trying to just give you it all at once." So then someone's don't have like, anything. "I asked
0: you one question. <laughs> I'm like, I'm I asked you a specific question. What type of sandwich do you want for lunch?" Well, when I was seven, yeah, I don't want that backstory. I want an answer to my question. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, guys, here's the deal. I'm not editing this at all. So you You're going to get all of that yelling
1: totally that I'm sure untouched. someone's going to go, you were agreeing with each other.
0: Yeah, we were. We were agreeing other. with each other.
1: That is the, my favorite thing about our friendship: is we always are agreeing, but we are acting like we are fighting, and we're not. We are on the
0: same. We thing. agree on sh- a macro level. <laughs> yes. We often disagree on a micro level. Yeah, we're like, no, the no, fine right. points of what a word means or how you use it, we'll disagree on. On the grand scale, we agree <laughs> that like things that were important to you when you were six still remain are, important. Yes. I totally agree. I read The Outsiders in 7th grade. That book changed my life. It is not one of my favorite books now, but it is very important to me.
1: I Maybe, maybe I just hate that question.
0: Like, Fine. what is
1: your favorite? Because I'm like, I don't know, I want to limit shit. Yeah, okay. Hey, no. Fahrenheit 451 taught us anything, it is that there is a wealth of knowledge and a wealth <laughs> of information, so limiting it is not great. So I don't want to limit it. I'm like, ah, I
0: like them all. Okay, yeah, we, I, fine. I find, That's
1: I think fine. it's because I find something to like in everything I watch. Sure. No yeah, matter, I like that me, No matter what it is, I will find
0: I like everything. I'm very similar. Guys, I liked the fucking Covenant. I'll find something to like. Everybody likes the Covenant that movie rules. I just clapped and did a piece on Forgot I want a podcast. Yeah, we were too busy yelling at each other. <laughs> I also like things. There's something to like in many things. And then there are some things that are, like, a step above that stick in your heart forever. Yeah. Those are the things that I would call my favorites. The things that I think about a lot and I continue to think about and that ha- continue to affect my life as I move forward. The things that, like, really, really hit me in a certain way. Yeah. Like, you being like, I love I, Tonya, my favorite thing. Yeah. Yeah, cool, man. I think that might be well, a thing that is your favorite. It is.
1: No, that's... To- my... I guess movies are easier for me, but also... I think cuz this is what hit me is like I we put everyone in boxes anymore. So it's like if you like Star Wars, you're a Star Wars fan. So then if you're suddenly like, "Oh, I I'm Star Trek is also one of my favorites." A lot of the time people are like, but I thought you said Star Wars was your favorite. You're like, I have multiple favorite. And I think I'm uh-huh. afraid of being labeled as like, well, you everything's your favorite. And it's like, I love things. I don't know what to tell you. So I think I get afraid of that. So when someone says my favorite, I'm like, I here are all the things I've ever loved in my life. <laughs> oh my so God. you can't judge me when I later tell you that this was also my favorite. <gasps> I heard a lot of people have weird reactions to me, like, like I like the killers a lot. And I've always had someone who seemingly liked the Killers more than me nearby. Mm -hmm. So then if I was like, well, the Killers are my favorite. They're like, well, they're my favorite. Here's all their album. And I'm like, can't we also like them? Like, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't know, man. And so I think I have a general fear of
0: someone being like, you can't like that.
1: That's mine. (laughs) Just lay it all out to the
0: world. (laughs) When does Michael B. Jordan look best in Fahrenheit 451? When they're
1: boxing, it it was over before it began. It's when they're boxing in the beginning of the movie.
0: I liked it when they were out in the countryside and he was like all sun dappled. That mm-hmm. was nice too. Also, like when he's like
1: just laying on his couch, sad, listening with to the like, ocean.
0: Yeah, the ocean. <laughs> I said same.
1: He's <laughs> just like chilling there on a couch.
0: That's what happens when you can't engage intellectually with anything because society told you not to. I'm just sitting
1: listening to the ocean. I would go just, to bed so early in that society.
0: Yeah, same. I'd be well rested. I wish I was well rested. LOL. I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm so tired. Alright, get All the list. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. That's exactly what I was doing. I don't even
1: know who's on oh my... I know who's number one. That's it.
0: Okay, so your list is Seb Stan, Jeff Goldblum, oh. Chadwick Boseman, Idris, and Hugh Grant. Ooh. What you doing? Hugh Grant's gone. Right.
1: Michael B. is going on the third spot. Right. And then it's Chadwick and Idris. Cool. But my two boys remain. Seven gold. Gobblim, yeah. That enigma. Mm-hmm. He has yeah. an album coming out.
0: Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Um. So my list is currently Chadwick Boseman, Jude Law, Jeff Gobblim, Idris Elba, Sebastian Stan. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do some shuffling. You ready? Shuffle it up, shuffleboard Cool. I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna do number one, Jude Law. Yeah. I'm feeling pretty pro Jude right now. Two, Michael B. Whoa. He's That's very handsome. Different. He's got beautiful teeth. Nice boy. Three, Chadwick Bozeman, Also a beautiful smile and nice mm-hmm. teeth for Jeff Goldblum, 5 Feed Yourself, but by Sebastian Stan. No! You did this! I'm
1: sorry, he's beautiful.
0: Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I can't look at Kiefer Sutherland
1: anymore, so it's, well, like, a, it's like a joint effort. We just ruined yeah. each other. Yeah, and you so never
0: cool. liked Kiefer as much as I liked Sebastian Stan, so aren't we all happy?
1: Um, I thought he knows my name.
0: I don't care about that. I just getting, don't like his just, face anymore. I'm
1: getting to the point of loopiness where I'm recognizing I'm not saying words. <laughs> like, I just went, no, my friend, i mind just went, no. I heard what you said. I know, but I never mind. Ah, ah.
0: Okay, let's be done. <laughs> let's all be done with this. Um, <laughs> you can follow Rachel on Twitter at Rachel Leishman. You can follow Hannah on Twitter at HS Blackman. Our podcast is at Hard Bodies PC.
1: We will, we sometimes tweet.
0: Sometimes we tweet. And if you want to tell us how you feel about the word favorite versus the word important, uh, feel free to give us a tweet. <laughs> tweet, tweet us tweet. your favorite slash important things. Yeah, tweet tweet. Tweet us uh, <laughs> who you would cast in Scooby Doo starring Michael B. Hey, Jordan as Freddy. If you guys read
1: tweet that tweet. article about the girl who like embezzled a bunch of money to live her like favorite famous life, <laughs> tweet tweet tweet
0: tweet about yeah. it. We read it too. Crazy story. Crazy. I'm gonna be that girl in a movie. Uh, like, rate, review, yeah. subscribe. Yeah, be nice to us. Next week, we're going to talk about John Boyega Mm -hmm. in Pacific Rim Uprising. Mm -hmm. So that'll be fun. Get pumped. Some people have Star Wars. Some people have Star Trek. I have Pacific Rim. So get pumped.
1: Going back to the, like,
0: favorites conversation. I love it. It's important to me, and it's my favorite. Oh! Boom! And on that note. It's for me, baby. Oh, my
1: God. On that note.
0: Yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye. Yay!